Listen. Listen. The world is talking. World Talk Radio. to be inspired, informed, motivated, and recharged on radio's favorite power hour, Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with your hosts, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. Every day is a stellar day on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Let's get this party started. Cynthia will be back to kick it all off after this break. You'll find all you need in the light that shines. Believe in yourself and all that you do, and you'll be the star Shining for you. Shining for you. Apathy, violence, and negative messages are everyday occurrences in our country. You can be a changemaker when you dare to care by supporting Be The Star You Are Charity, a 501c3 that empowers women, families, and youth through improved literacy, positive media, and tools for living. Visit www.bethestarur.org to find out how you can make a difference in our world. Everyone counts. That web address again is www.bethestarur.org. Bethestarur.org. Listen. Listen. The world is talking. World Talk Radio. Studio A. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. Be the Star You Are is a 501c3 nonprofit corporation to improve literacy and positive media. All contributions and donations are tax deductible. To comment on today's show, please call in toll-free at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Or send an email to info at org. Now back to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan. Be the star you are. Light up the flame. Well, hello, everyone. Are you ready to party? It is power time. Welcome to Radio's Finest Program, a positive book talk. Star Style, Be the Star You Are. My name is Cynthia Bryan, and I am always, always delighted to be your personal growth success coach here on the airwaves with you every single week, bringing you the authors and the experts and the professionals that help you enjoy a more fulfilled life. So get ready to pump that energy, love, learn, laugh, listen, lead, and of course, live your dreams because we have some great books for you today. We are a show about following your heart and doing what you love and being the person you were meant to be. The program is produced by Star Style Productions, 
and brought to you by Be The Star You Are Nonprofit Corporation. Now, Heather Brittany is on hiatus for a couple of weeks as she is training as a reproductive health communicator. But I am with you all day, of course, and every week here. So uh, she will be back as soon as she is able to get a few minutes to uh, bring more information to you. But today we've got a great show. Uh, Author Dan Hayes is going to be back with us with his healing book, Freedom is Just Another Word, and we'll be uh, exploring that book a little bit more. And then we have the common sense guy, Bud Blanche, with his fabulously informative book, Straight Talk to Success. So you're going to love, love Bud. I've been just dying to get him on the show, and finally we got him. So you're going to find out how to be common sense and successful at the same time. Well, my purpose in providing you this radio show, as always, is to communicate to you that you already possess everything you need to be the writer, the producer, the director, and star of your own life. We have three rules that I have used always in my coaching sessions and in all the books I write as well as on the show. We want you to smile, have fun, and be willing to take that risk and be wild and wacky because when you go out on a limb, you know, that's where the fruit is. When you make mistakes, that's when you grow. So we want you to remember that failure is fertilizer and don't be afraid of mistakes. That's how you're going to become more successful. We also want you to read great books, and sometimes these are books you haven't heard of. I have four books and one coming soon, uh, Be the Star You Are, The Business of Show Business, Miracle Moments, Chicken Soup for the Gardener, Soul, New York Times bestseller. More information about getting your autographed copies at the website, star-style.com. And our motto is to be a leader, you must be a reader. So we want you to read more books. Now, the Miracle Moment for today is brought to you by Star Style Productions. Whenever you need acting, uh, coaching, media training, writing or presentation coaching, and even, you know, training for uh, high school seniors who are going to college and they need to write those college essays, give 925-377-STAR a call. You'll find it'll be great coaching and you'll, right now, batting 100 on getting the kids into college. And this is a quote that I think that you will enjoy, and it is from Henry Ward Beecher. Every man should be born again on the first day of January. Start with a fresh page. Take up one hole more in the buckle if necessary, or let down one according to the circumstances. But in January, let every person gird himself or herself once more with your face to the front and take no interest in the things that were and are past. In other words, live for today. There are no tomorrows. All we have is the moment. So enjoy it and be be more to do more. Well, this past week has been really hectic for me. I voted in the SAG Awards. What are your favorite movies and television shows? It was really fun because I've been in the movie Milk um, this year with Sean Penn, of course, and he's up for an award. But, of course, you might have also seen Black Knight with Heath Ledger. My gosh, he was an amazing joker. So it'll be interesting to watch the awards and see who wins. I've also been judging for the Emmys. And one of the Emmys, the entries for the Emmys that I was uh, reviewing discussed the preservation of our heritage and our culture. So I thought I would spend a couple of minutes with you today because it it's such an important topic. 
And it's so important that we somehow maintain our traditions, our rituals, and our cultures and honor them because America was founded as a melting, a melting pot of nations. And even though I am a very firm believer that we, whenever we visit our country, or even um, if, especially if we live in a country, I really believe we have to learn to assimilate, you know, learn the language, the politics, the customs, the rites of passage, etc. I mean, when in Rome, do like the Romans. And at the same time, I also believe that it's very important to honor and remember from whence your family came. Now, I've traveled the world, I've lived in many countries, and I do speak seven languages, and to me, communicating and talking with people has always been important, and I've found it such a a travesty that here in the United States, we only really speak one language, which is English. You know, I know that, especially in California, 52% of the population is now Hispanic, and so a lot of people are speaking Spanish, but what I'm talking about is they're not teaching it in the school so that every person can speak it. Uh, and at the same time, there are many immigrants here that don't speak any English, and we have to, these people do need to learn to speak English. But if your family has come from another land and you haven't been here since, you know, the, the pilgrims, then it is wise to learn and practice not only your own language, but your own customs, your rituals, and your, learn the stories from your family. Learn the foods. Learn how to cook the foods. What are your traditions? What are the holidays you celebrated? Now, I'm from um, a Swiss-Italian background, as most of you know, and we have lots of different uh, cultures and traditions and things that we've done in our family over the years. And as my children are growing up, they are really enjoying learning more. And, of course, I learned from my nana and papa, and, and hopefully they'll learn from theirs. But part of having a great honoring our culture is you know, knowing how to to get in the kitchen and whip up some of the recipes. They may not be the same as the way that your grandparents and great-grandparents did it, but think about it. You know, uh, I know part of the Swiss culture was making fondue. Part of the Italian is lots and lots of pastas, lots of garlic, lots of wine, very good food. And my mom was a fabulous um, cook, and so my grandparents were amazing, I mean, really amazing cooks. And what's great is the kids are learning this, too, and then they learn the stories of what we call the old country. But I just want to encourage you, no matter where it is that you come from, far or near, don't poo-poo the fact of where your family has been from. My parents, being immigrants, didn't want to teach us Italian because they felt like they were immigrants and they needed to learn English, and I understand that. However, I had to go and live in Switzerland, Italy, in order to learn my native language or what my heritage would be. So if you are, you know, if you are from Mexico or Vietnam or or China or Persia or any place that you might have immigrated from, make sure that you talk to your parents if they speak the language and learn at least a little bit of it. Of course, we all learn the bad words when we are young, and I'm not sure that's the the right thing to do. The other thing I wanted to talk about is how interesting the knowledge that we have today is. The world's body of knowledge doubled between 1900 and 1950. In other words, in 50 years, knowledge that took thousands and thousands of years to accumulate doubled. 50 years, that's just amazing. Then it doubled again between 1950 and 1965. That was only 15 years. 
And then it's estimated that it doubled once again between 1965 and 1970, that's five years, and that now it's doubling every uh, three to five years. So there's always something to learn. Be a lifelong learner. That's part of what Be the Star You Are is about. When I say living, loving, laughing, and learning to make a difference, it's always be learning. Now, that doesn't mean I was talking to my literary agent yesterday who was telling me something about how he knows someone who is always going to be the next best thing and is going, you know, is going to be, um, I don't know, a nutritionist and then going to be a, an aerobics instructor and then going to be a hairstylist and then going to be a plumber. And the fact is, is this person never actually works in any job. It's just always going back to school because going to learn. That's not what I talk about, mean about learning. I mean, you need to learn things and then implement them, put them in, into action. That's when things happen. Now, more important than how much any of us knows is how consistently we act on that knowledge we have. So we certainly need enough knowledge to live fruitful and constructive lives, but even knowledge won't serve us well if we neglect to use it. And I like an example that I was just telling you. Who cares if you become, um, you know, you get your degree in hairstyling or elect, uh, be an electrician or an engineer and you never utilize it? You probably know that material things don't bring lasting happiness, but will you actively pursue things that feed your heart and your soul? When I was producing the television show Live Your Dreams, it was about ordinary, extraordinary people who are doing what they love in life, not for the money, not for the glamour, but because it fed your soul. And I'm such a huge believer that peace comes to us when we are feeding our soul, when we learn to forgive all the past offenses that we have, and when we put down any grudges and leave them behind, and then go forward with what is making us the happiest. You may know that any decision made from fear isn't going to be the right thing. It's probably going to be the wrong thing to do. So the question to ask yourself, will you choose the path of courage, even if that path seems hard to navigate? Will you choose the path of courage? I repeat that. Now, most of us know important principles about effective living, but in the end, what we know to be true is actually of no consequence. It's the decisions that we make that are everything, because every single day is a choice. And if we choose to be happy, we will be happy. It might be a bumpy road, but it's all about choice. And once we apply what we have learned and what we, how we want to live well, even if it's just a little bit, we're going to be healthier, happier, and more healthy and hopeful. Now, there are six rules of credibility that I like to talk about, and one of them is trust. Trust is truly important because... There's no such thing as a little lie or a white lie. Any and every falsehood demonstrates a willingness to deceive and inspires doubt. You know, what else have you lied about to me? It might be a question. So just like tiny germs that can cause a deadly infection, a small lie can kill your credibility. So when we talk about knowledge, also talk about the truth. Another thing that bugs me, and I think that it's really important if you want to be credible and have integrity, is excuses and justifications are much more persuasive to the liar than the person lied to. So if we try to cover up something 
and make excuses or procrastinate. We're not kidding anybody but ourselves. So honesty and forthrightness don't always pay, but dishonesty and concealment always cost. Nothing good's going to come of admitting wrongdoing sometimes, but it does get worse when you don't. So, you know, it's called transparency. I'm an acting coach and been coaching for almost three decades, and what we call it is transparency. You know, it's okay to show your vulnerability. In fact, it's encouraged. And be transparent. Let people see things through your eyes and your soul, and you don't have to just use always the body language. So very important to be credible, very important to have integrity. Well, I um, am going to leave it at that and get on to our incredible guest who is back with us today, and he is Dan Hayes. And he's the author of um, Freedom is Just Another Word. And when we come back from break, Dan is going to talk with us again so we can expand more on his book. I don't want you to go away. Stay with me. It's a positive living year. I'm Cynthia Bryan, and this is Star Style. Be the star you are. I'll be right back, so stay tuned. Hi, my name is Crystal Goodfellow, and I am a volunteer with Be the Star You Are charity. I'm here today to ask you to consider making a contribution to this worthwhile organization that encourages and empowers families and youth at risk by providing literacy and positive programming. Please visit the website at www.bethestarur.org or call the offices at 877-944-STAR. Since 1999, Be The Star You Are has served more than 20,000 individuals and families and donated more than $850,000 in resources to improve lives. Be The Star You Are needs your support. You can donate your vehicle, buy our signature books, or make a contribution online. Everything counts, especially you. www.bethestarur.org or 877-944-STAR. Thanks for helping the kids. Are you living your dreams? Want to create a life you love but don't know how to begin? Lifestyle coach and personal growth expert Cynthia Bryan has jump-started the lives and careers of clients for over two decades with her signature Star Style consultations with personalized sessions by phone or in person. You'll turn your passions into profits. Visit www.cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-STAR. That's cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-7888. Cynthia Bryan is your guide on the side. www.cynthiabryan.com You can be the star you are. Listen. Listen. Are you ready? The world is talking. Are you ready? World Talk Radio. Studio A. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. Be the Star You Are is a 501c3 nonprofit corporation to improve literacy and positive media. All contributions and donations are tax deductible. To comment on today's show, please call in toll-free at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Or send an email to info at bethestarur.org. Now back to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan. Be the star you are. Well, 
Well, I sure appreciate you staying with us. We are an upbeat program, and Dan Hayes is back. He is a contract consultant, you will remember. He's in the title insurance and petroleum industries, and he's spoken to audiences all over the U.S. He lives in Texas, and he's the author of Freedom is Just Another Word. We're going to explore that more. Welcome back, Dan, to Star Style. Be the star you are. Cynthia, thank you very much for having me. I well, appreciate I it. I am excited to have you back because I didn't feel like we finished what we were talking about before. Sure. And I know you've got more books coming, so we'll have to have you back again. But let's go. Your book is Freedom's Just Another Word. And you did not set out to write a book about your steps towards healing, but as you got it out into the masses, you started getting emails and letters, and people said that they were using your tools and techniques that had been given to you by therapists and sponsors to heal themselves. Could we talk about some of these tools and techniques that people have been using to work through some of the issues that, you know, are at hand that all of us go through? Absolutely. I'd be glad to. I think that's been one of the biggest surprises, quite honestly, of this book. Um, I set out to write the events of a very critical time in my life, um, and it's really back like we were talking about before, back to the title, Freedom is just another word for nothing left to lose. And when I had nothing left to lose and I was lying flat on my back, I was willing to try some things that I might have balked at at a different time. Uh, some of those things worked quite successfully, and that seems to be what people take away from this, this book the most hope from. And, you know, you've worked, uh, or our people who have had post-traumatic stress disorder have said that Freedom's just another word. Your book has actually given them a roadmap to success, a roadmap to help them heal. Talk about that just a bit because you had a lot of help, and of course, we know from before, you know, this was a catharsis actually and healing with things that had happened in the past from your dad, but you actually use certain things. So, what are a couple of those tips that you would like to talk about that helped you move from from hurt to healthy? I think one of the first and, and one of the most critical was the concept of writing down what you're experiencing and what you're, in my case, angry about. I had, after my dad passed away, I was trying to grieve his loss, and I discovered I couldn't cry because I suddenly was discovering a bottled-up anger toward him that wasn't connected to today. So I sat down one day and started writing, what am I angry about? And just got down into the nitty-gritty of it. Um, A fellow I know out in Arizona named Steve started reading that passage of the book. Suddenly, he had been one of those guys who, oh, I'm really never very angry. I'm not. I'm a pretty happy guy. He was able to admit that when he punched his fist through a window, maybe he had more anger than he was thinking. (laughs) Yeah. Do you think think that that might have been an indication? That was a clue. You know, one of the things in the book that was so shocking to me, and I know it shocks readers when when they read it and at the same time it hits home, is, you know, when you... When you were talking to Belinda and she was really trying to pull out what was going on with you, and you said, well, I was a bad son, you were as stunned, I think, to recognize your anger as what the words came out. And when I read that, that really hit me because I think we all probably have things that are buried that we need to discover. 
And what freedom is, um, freedom's just another word, this book by Dan L. Hayes, does for you is it just sheds some light on how we can get underneath those issues. Absolutely. Absolutely. That was a very shocking realization to discover. And, and I think they talk about when you take the anger on and, and internalize it, that's what can turn into depression. And I think that's what was going on at the beginning of the book was that that anger that was focused at somebody else suddenly turned on and it was about me because I had learned as a teenager I'm a bad son, therefore whatever happens to me I deserve. Bad message. But you're so wrong, and that's what people who are abused in any any way they tend to take that on, don't they? Oh, absolutely. It's one of the most common things that I have seen in groups that are dealing with the effects of growing up in an alcoholic family is that, well, that was you know I I really acted out. That's why they abused me, and that's just there's no there's no connection to that. No, and, you know, I guess what happens, and you've seen this too, is that you say, gee, if only I could be better, if only I was a nice person. And so what happens, it, it seems, is that you take it all on yourself when really you were not even part of it. You had no control over it, and you did not wish this to be, you didn't want to be from an alcoholic family, but there wasn't anything that you could have done to make it better, and that's how it is with people who are hurting and how they need to heal from this grief uh, process is to know that they were not a part of it. It wasn't their issue. Sure. It wasn't something that I caused. Uh, as I got later into the book into remembering the, the vital, violent incident with my father, I finally realized, no, I didn't cause that. I just happened to walk into the middle of something. It, talk about that for a minute because, you know, in, in many different... People, when they speak about it, coming from alcoholic or drug uh, families and growing up in a childhood or any kind of abuse, it, there's moments when we have these wonderful, happy moments, and then it seems like our parents, you know, slap us down from it. And this is what happened to you when you earned your money. Just, just give that little glimpse, if you would, so that um, new people who are listening today can understand what we're talking about. And, again, we're talking about the book. Freedom's Just Another Word by Dan L. Hayes. Sure, Cynthia. That's, that's a very good point to bring up. Basically, when I was, it was on my 17th birthday, which is coming up January 18th, was my, is my birthday. And Happy birthday! Thank you. Thank you. And I, I was working, we had done a sudden, a very unexpected move from where I had grown up in a little town in northwest New Mexico to Oklahoma City because my dad's drinking was hitting bottom, and that was supposedly going to fix it. Well, of course it didn't. And he was about to lose his job because of his drinking. I had just taken a job bussing tables at a little hamburger joint down in Oklahoma City. I came in late at night from bussing tables. Normally I'd come in about 1 o'clock in the morning, and he would be passed out. Instead, he was awake. He said, "Um, where have you been? I said, well, you know, I was surprised he didn't realize where I'd been. I said, I've been at my job. And he looked at me and said, don't you ever think you're better than me just because you've got a job? Mm. And I was just like, what is going on and where did this come from? It led to much more complex ev- sequence of events over the next um, few minutes that got violent and left me with the message that if you are successful, it's dangerous and you could possibly die. 
And see, this is to me the, uh, the huge message that you get across, and freedom is just another word, is for years you wondered why you floated from job to job, you were not successful, you ran out of money, but it, it all, once you got your healing, once you learned not to be the victim, you know, and to be the victor, you understood that everything went back to that terrible day on your 17th birthday when you understood that to be successful meant that you were a bad person. Absolutely. So you didn't so what happened for the for until you healed was that you were constantly sabotaging yourself. Oh yes. Yes, I would climb to the top of my industry and then decided I was bored and quit the job. You know, and I had a number of other in, issues that went around that. I would go to bed very tired about 11 o'clock at night and suddenly snap awake and be wide awake until 3 o'clock in the morning. Didn't know what that was about. Um, a lot of these sort of issues that circled around that same event that when I got to it, my world suddenly began to make terribly much more sense you know, because I knew what all of this had come from. Um, I had also had trust issues that, were wrapped around that where I said, you know, I'm not going to trust anybody again because you just can't depend on anybody. And I really connected it all back to that and everything started to make more sense. Well, see, this really gets back to, again, you I mean, it was a father-son thing, relationship that you were battling, basically, and then it's you repeated those same mistakes over and over that, no, I mean, I don't want to say they were mistakes, those same um, experiences that sure. you had with your father, again, you know, when you uh, chose Wayne or he chose you for the sure. mentor, but in reality, he wasn't a mentor, he was just kind of using you to get hit to his own ends and was hurting you more. And so it was really through your writing, doing your book, going through all your sponsors and really getting in touch with yourself and then forgiving your father after his death. I mean, really looking at it, that you were able to discover who you were and transcend that horrible script that had taken you from childhood through the rest of your life. Absolutely. I think that's why I had to write this book, because I had realized for many years that it was, you know, you look back at those time periods and you say, well, that's where it all changed. And it was that four-month period of time during which, freedom is just another word, those events were taking place that um, my life changed forever. And I'm very clear that had I not gone through that process and um, heal those relationships. I, I'm just about to turn 59, and I, that was the, the age at which my dad died. Mm. And I was headed down that same road. Let's, I want to talk about that for a second, because your dad, you know, obviously died very young, and now you're, you're close to that. Now that you feel strong and, and you feel supported and you know the path, you know you know the path, how do you feel about turning the age that your dad was when he passed on? Are you looking at it like, you know, with joy that you are so fortunate that you were able to see where you were going? Or do you have any, you know, anticipation or, or fear in any way? Tell us about that, because that's a scary thing, I think. Actually, it's, it's very strange, because since I started working on these issues when I was about 33, um, I worked out with a trainer last night, did a very extensive, long workout. I'm in very good, healthy shape for a man 59 years old. I work out probably three or four days a week. When I went to the doctor, he said, well, you've got a few allergies, and that's about it. Wow. 
as, as opposed to my dad, who had his first heart attack at 44, open-heart surgery at 47, all because he didn't deal with his anger. And so I have known for probably the last 10 years that I, I plan to be a 90-year-old man and still perkin. I love it. So what we'll take away from freedom's just another word is, number one, is we do have to get to the source of our pain. Sure. And that's what I found is so important. And for you and for so many people, anger, I think anger and fear are two of the cancers that eat away at us. And so, again, you used writing. And when you meet with readers and, and when you're speaking and things, what seems to be one of the top three or four things that people come and tell you? Because I know that your story is it's not a solo story. What you're writing about is very universal. People everywhere are feeling this, and that's why it was important that you wrote it because you're helping others. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, it's like we were talking about before. That's not why I wrote it, but that's what people seem to be taking away from it. Uh, Cynthia, it's just like when I used to share in 12-step meetings, I couldn't figure out what was going on for a while because I would talk, and it seemed like I was struggling to put words on my experience and kind of felt like I was stumbling around. And the room would go silent for three or four minutes after I talked, and I didn't realize for a long time it was the E.F. Hutton thing. They were like trying to digest what I had just said because it spoke to them. Mm -hmm. In other words, these people had lived the same story that you had lived, but maybe they had never faced it? Or were in the process of facing it. And for some reason, I have been given that gift to be able to coalesce my thoughts and feelings in a very concise way and kind of get down to the heart of it. Mostly what people really give me back is they, they applaud and admire the honesty with which I share my vulnerabilities and my fumbling attempts at trying to get through this stuff. Well, that's what I was just going to say. You have to be very vulnerable to be able to be that open about what you went through. And so many of us want to act as if everything's okay and, you know, sweep everything under the rug, and instead you did just the opposite. You took all the dirt, you put it out in the middle of the floor, <laughs> and you dissected sure. it, and you built a sandcastle, right? <laughs> it's, it's very much, Cynthia, like you said in your previous segment, it, uh, you were talking about courage. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize for a long time that it takes a lot of courage to be able to go ahead and do that. And, and integrity. Sure. I think it's, it is, it's really tough to face our fears and to walk, you know, where nobody has walked before and because we don't know what the, what's going to happen. But the thing which you did is when you did face these inner demons, they tended to disappear. And then once they were, you know, gone, now you're able to help other people because they're looking at, they're hearing what you say, they're reading your words, and they're seeing a solution that wasn't there for them before. Now you have charted a way. You've created a path. Very much so. I have. I just talked, oh, two days ago with a young man who 10 months ago read Freedom's Just Another Word, and he was the one who made the comment that this is a roadmap for how I'm getting to my things and working through my issues, and he has just started to address his fears. And this is a very masculine Weight out, weight workout kind of guy who is now confronting the fact that since four years old he's been in fear and bound up by it. But we're working through those steps for, I keep reminding him, well, you remember what I did and how I did it? I wasn't, you know, I was just kind of stumbling along, but that's what seems to work for me. And this is what people seem to be taking away from the book. 
Is well, that- again, I think this, uh, the issues there, again, what you said is courage, you know, facing your fear, getting in touch with that, what that feeling is inside, whether it's the deep grief or the anger, all of it, and learning to forgive. We don't have to forget, but we do have to forge ahead. Let's give out your website because it, just that way people can get the book, get more information, find out how they can get you in as a speaker or a coach. The name of the book is Freedom's Just Another Word, and the author is Dan Hayes. Uh, Dan, give the website out. Very easy. Dan L. Hayes, D-A-N-L-H-A-Y-S dot com. D-A-N-L-H-A-Y-S dot com. And again, freedom's just another word, and you can sing it like we do. Freedom's just another word. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) That's what I did. Well, and we'll be looking forward to the next book because I know you're working on that. So Um, you'll be back in touch and back on the show when that comes out. Very much so. Um, I just started doing some more work on it yesterday. I'll be glad to talk to you again, Cynthia. Way to go. Well, thank you, Dan, for being a guest again. Freedom's just another word, www.danielhayes.com. Thanks, Dan. We'll talk soon when I come back, the Common Sense Guy. But Blanche will be with me. Stay tuned. You're going to get some straight talk for success. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan on Star Style. Be the star you are. More to come. Apathy, violence, and negative messages are everyday occurrences in our country. You can be a change maker when you dare to care by supporting Be the Star You Are Charity, a 501c3 that empowers women, families, and youth through improved literacy, positive media, and tools for living. Visit www.bethestarur.org to find out how you can make a difference in our world. Everyone counts. That web address again is www.bethestarur.org. Be the star you are.org. Are you living your dreams? Want to create a life you love but don't know how to begin? Lifestyle coach and personal growth expert Cynthia Bryan has jump-started the lives and careers of clients for over two decades with her signature star style consultations with personalized sessions by phone or in person. You'll turn your passions into profits. Visit www.cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-STAR. That's cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-7827. Cynthia Bryan is your guide on the side. CynthiaBryan.com. You can be the star you are. You're listening to World Talk Radio. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. Be the Star You Are is a 501c3 nonprofit corporation to improve literacy and positive media. All contributions and donations are tax deductible. To comment on today's show, please call in toll free at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Or send an email to info at be the star you are.org. Now back to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan. Be the star you are, light up the flame. Well, Bob Dylan said, may you build a ladder to the stars and climb on every rung. And I love this quote, and of course it's one of the beginning quotes of my friend Bud Blanche's book, Straight Talk for Success. 
recently I had the pleasure of meeting him. He's an executive coach, a motivational speaker, author of several books, and a blogger extraordinaire. He is known as the Common Sense Guy. We met at a women's conference, and of course he's there because, heck, we're better to, you know, to talk straight talk for success than at a conference. His book inspired me so much that I've been anxiously waiting for this day to have him on the show. Finally, Bud is here. Bud, welcome to Be the Star You Are. Well, thank you, Cynthia, and I feel the same way. It's been almost two months. I believe it was November 18th when we met, and I've been uh, just uh, can't wait to have the opportunity to be on your show. So I'm glad that he's here. I I keep emailing you and going, oh, it's next week, it's this week, and, you know, it's like I I can't believe it. I I read your book right away, Straight Talk for Success, Common Sense Ideas That Won't Let You Down, and it's been so much fun, you know, communicating with you that I really wanted to talk about the principles in the book. Now, I, let's, we're going to go straight to this book because you have five keys to success, which are all uh, keys that I think are tools for everybody's success, and that's self-confidence, personal impact, outstanding performance, communication skills, and interpersonal competence. However, before we can even talk about that, we have to talk about how to take responsibility for your life and career. And why don't you tell us some common sense ideas about taking responsibilities? It seems like we live in a, a world of, of excuses today, and it's time to, to own up to what we do and say. Well, I agree with you. It's you know, man or humans, human beings, I should say, not man. You know, we're the only animals that really have a, a free will. And that, and so that's great in some ways, but it also, uh, puts some responsibility on us. It means that we, we get to decide how we react to what happens to us. And you know, stuff happens. Good stuff, bad stuff, terrible stuff, uh, wonderful stuff. And we get to choose how we react to all of these things. And that's what taking personal responsibility is all about. It's very easy to say, oh, this happened, that happened, I can't, I can't get the, meet this goal, I can't finish this, it's not time to start my business, because all of these terrible things happened. Well, terrible things do happen, but it's up to us to choose how we're going to react to it. And one of the points that I always try to make with people is the first thing I say to them when it comes to success, because it's really the foundation, is it's our willingness and our ability and my willingness and your willingness and your ability and my ability to say, this happened, but still, I'm going to go forward. I'm not going to let it uh, uh, detract me from reaching my goals. If anything, what I'm going to do is take the bad stuff that happened to me and use it as a learning experience so that I can go forward even uh, to greater and greater heights. Well, see, that to me that is just so right on target and more people really need to implement because everything that happens to us in life is both a lesson and a blessing, but it's only a blessing if we learn the lesson. You're <laughs> and, absolutely you know, right. And it, it is frustrating uh, when people are always making excuses for bad behavior. And so just like in acting, that it's not acting, it's reacting. So our, well, it's not what happens to us, it's how we react to them. And that's really the crux of what responsibility means, is just standing up and saying, okay, I take responsibility for this. Yeah, it's, again, the only, the best way to think of it is, you know, stuff happens, 
and it's going to happen because it's just the way of the world. And the important thing is, and the successful people are the ones who say, okay, this happened. What can I learn from it? And how can I put this into play to help me reach my goals and become the person that I want to be? Or in your case, become the star that we're all destined to be. Well, speaking of stars, I laughed and I loved it when you said that Bud Belanche is a star. In fact, you bought a star, and it is uh, in the heavens catalog number TYC. 868-1011-1. If you want to look it up, it has a visual magnitude indicator of 11.2 and a right ascension 11, what is it, 11 high, 58 meters, 21 seconds at, at 11 degrees, 43.18. I thought that was so fabulous because I've done the same thing, and I have them even for my goats and my animals. And you talk about affirmations. You decided that you wanted to reach for the heavens and reach for the galaxy and go as high as you could, and you actually bought a star. Well, I don't know what any of that stuff you just said really means. I do know that it's in the constellation of Leo, and I happen to pick that one because my birthday is August 14th, so I'm a Leo. But affirmations are very powerful, and affirmations are positive self-talk. And what we need to do is basically to say to ourselves, I'm a success. I'm a you know a wonderful person. I'm a good person. I'm a caring person. I'm a loving person. I'm a successful business person. I'm good at what I do. I'm a good parent. I'm a good friend. Well, I wanted to be a star in the world of uh, self-help. And so one of my affirmations is Bud Belanich is a star. So I went to one of those sites. Uh, usually people buy them for Valentine's Day or for other people's birthdays or Christmas or something. But I bought myself a star, and I named it Bud Belanich. And so now when I repeat the affirmation, Bud Belanich is a star, I really believe it because it's literally true. Bud it Belanich is, true. is a star. I, I mean, you're the first person other than myself that I know that's ever done that because people laughed at me when I did it. But, you know, I, I want to tell you about those numbers that you listed. Uh-huh. When I went to um, a, what's it called, um, not an astro- you know, to an astronomer's thing, you know, a planetarium. Mm-hmm. And I gave the numbers to the, you know, the specialist there. They said, yes, this is how you see the star. And they actually adjusted, and you could look out into the heavens. So you'll have to an observatory. You'll have to go to an observatory and see the Bud Belanich star because you I'm are sparkling out week. there. I'll be in New York next week, and they have the new planetarium at the American uh, Museum of Natural History, and maybe I'll go over and see I if I can see can. my star. But, you know, I like that about an affirmation and what you were just saying is because what we think about and talk about comes about. So mm-hmm. if we believe that we are powerful, if we believe that we're successful, then we will be. It may take a little work, but if, if we believe that we're nothing and that we're down in the gutter, that's what's going to manifest. And this is why they call you the, the common sense guy, because this is common sense. I mean, the, you know, we just have to be a bit more positive if we want to have a positive things happen to us. Talk about self-confidence. You're a storyteller, you, and I, I believe this, too. I like to tell stories because I think we learn better than just saying, do this, do that. But when you tell a story, it really gives you a better example of how to get to where you want to go. Mm-hmm. So self-confidence is something we all need to develop, and it's one of your five strategies for success. Let's uh, talk about developing our self-confidence. Well, the first one, first thing about self-confidence is I think you have to be optimistic. You, you cannot be a self-confident person if you're not optimistic. 
The second piece is you really need to be able to face your fears and take action. I was just listening to Dan Hayes' um, piece in, you know, uh, where his uh, book title, Quoting Gordon Lightfoot, about freedom is just another word. Uh, and that's so great because it really is true that the more you face your fears, you find that even if you fail at something, that it wasn't the end of the world, you become a little more self-confident because you see yourself as a person of action. And the third piece is you need to surround yourself with positive people. That's why I was so much looking forward to being on uh, your show because I don't know anybody who's more positive uh, than you. And so it's just uh, uplifting to be around you, even if it's on the telephone. But I could, let me tell you a story about optimism. You know, Mark Twain um, you know, uh, once said, um, all you need is optimism and self-confidence to be uh, successful. And when I was uh, in high school, I was uh, a writer, and I was on the yearbook staff and the newspaper staff, and the local paper was sponsoring a contest where you could get to go away to a college for two weeks um, to something called the High School Press Institute. And this was pretty cool, uh, you know, for me, because I really enjoyed writing. Well, this is uh, such a great story. I'm so glad you're sharing this. The, the only way I could I could um, actually go would be to win because we didn't have much money, uh, particularly uh, for me to go away. Uh, it'd be enough for me to miss my two weeks of uh, work in the summer, let alone uh, you know pay for tuition. So I misread the rules. I thought it was going to be two kids from each high school, and because I was on the the editor of the newspaper and the editor of the yearbook, I knew I was one of the two best writers in my high school, and so I figured well. I'll win this. This is slam dunk. So with great confidence, I sat down and wrote my essay. So a few weeks later, I get a call, and it says, is this uh, Bud Blanche? I said, yes, it is. This is so-and-so from the Beaver County Times, and I want to congratulate you on being one of the two students from the county who won our contest. And so I was just flabbergasted. But it really proved out Mark Twain's point. I honestly believe that, um, you know, I was completely optimistic because and self-confident because I thought it was uh, two kids from uh, our local high school, and I knew I was one of the best in the high school. Had it been, had I realized that it had been a contest for the whole county, I might have been a little more tentative or I might not have been as confident uh, in writing my uh, essay uh, that led me to win. So I think it really proved it out that a little bit of confidence and a little bit of uh, optimism is going to take you where you need to go. And that's a true story from my life, and it's one that I've never forgotten, and I always remember when when I get into any kind of competitive situation. Well, it's a powerful story, too, because... So many of us, if, if you had known, I mean, I don't know how you would have personally reacted, but many of us, if we know that we're up against the county, that people may not take that first step. And mm-hmm. that first step is what you did. You know, you felt that you could win from your school, so here you won from the whole county because the bottom line is you're a fabulous writer. But you. you didn't, you know, you really didn't know that you would be the, be the best county winner. Now, once you won county, didn't that give you more self-confidence to go on to the next step? Well, because, sure it did. Sure yes. it did. You know, anytime you do something and you win, you move forward. It's just like when I was in the Optimist Club Oratory Contest when I was a kid. And the same thing, you know, I won my local area and I got to move forward. And I became more and more confident in my ability as a public speaker. And now that's how I make my living. And, you know, uh, be talking about that Optimist Club, you know, Bud has a story in the new book, Be the Star You Are for Teens, 
and we're going to be we're going to print that Optimus Creed, which he sent to me, and now I have on my wall. It's on your. It's been on your wall since you were a kid too, right? Mm-hmm. The Optimus Creed, and this is something that I think all of us, if we could be more optimistic, more things are going to happen. That means having your glass half full as opposed to half empty. Now you talk about Jim Rohn. Jim has been on our show several times about his how the fear manifests in indifference and indecision and self-doubt and worry and over-caution. And then you had your own ideas on it, on how fear breeds indifference because indifference is the result of fear. Talk just a little bit more about that self-doubt and how so many of us, you know, we talk negative to ourselves. Maybe it just is a full circle about being optimistic again. Well, to me, the, the whole idea of fear is that it really does, it, it can paralyze us. And, and, if, and you know, what I really liked what Jim Rohn had to say about fear as um, uh, creating indifference. And, and what we do is we say, oh, well, it wasn't all that important. Uh, you know, well, you know, I'm thinking to myself, I'm really afraid that I might not win the high school writing contest. So I minimize it. I say, oh, it's not all that important. It's just a contest, and who cares if I won? And, you know, I should probably, uh, you know, uh, spend the two weeks caddying and re- instead of being at the college. So we tend to minimize the importance of it. We tend to become um, indifferent to it. And that's one of the things that I learned from uh, reading some of the stuff that he's written. I also think that, you know, fear paralyzes us. And one of the things that I've learned is that if I have to do something and I find myself procrastinating on it, I say, what am I afraid of here? And almost always it's afraid, I'm afraid that I'm not going to succeed at what I'm, what I'm trying to do. And so once I get clear on the fact that I'm a little bit afraid of uh, not being successful at something, and that's why I'm procrastinating about it, um, it's, it makes it easier for me to take the first steps because fear um, paralyzes us. Action, even a small step, even if it's uh, you know making one sales call or writing ten sentences uh, in a new book or something like that, uh, all of a sudden gives us some some momentum so that we can start to go forward. And we find, and, and I find as you get that momentum and that action, um, you get away from the fear. You, you can break through that fear just by some plain action because you get some momentum going and you feel better about yourself and you see some positive results. Well, and you know, you bring up a really good point here. And again, I wanted to say the name of the book, Straight Talk for Success. It's by the common sense guy, Bud Blonich. And he is, you can hear how great he is. He just has these great, great ideas. And he's written several other books. You've got to pick it up. But one thing that you just made, a, a point that I think is so important, Bud, is the fact that if we set achievable goals and we do one step at a time, it's going to be easier. I think one of the big problems people do is they make this whole big list of big things. I'm going to lose 100 pounds in 10 days. You know, and then it's unachievable. Mm-hmm. So if you want to be an outstanding performer, we set goals, but they have to be achievable and smart. You need to set goals and that, that you can achieve, and you also need to work them. It's interesting. I was just writing about this on my blog yesterday, and uh, one of the points that I was making is that you have to break goals into some milestones and then into a series of tasks. 
And so what I'd like to do is I try to work on a quarterly basis. I have certain goals for this year, and what I've done is I've created certain milestones that I want to reach by the end of March, by the end of June, by the end of September, so that when December rolls around, I and then I have certain tasks that I need to do to reach these milestones, so that I'm pretty confident that by the time December rolls around, if I keep working on the tasks and meeting the milestones, I'm going to meet the goal. And I think that that's a real key thing. And again, it goes back to me to a lot of what we're talking about with fear is, is momentum. You know, one of the things that I do, if I have a big project um, or uh, something that really is, um, needs a lot of attention, I try to start it at the end of the day. Even if I only spend a half an hour or 45 minutes at 5 o'clock, 5.30, 6 o'clock at night, what I find is that when I get to the office the next morning, I'm already, I feel like I'm cranking and I'm moving and I'm picking it up mid-stride as opposed to trying to start in the beginning of the day. Because you've had time to think about it. Well, with that, I want to give out your website, your blog site, because I want to recommend that besides picking up his books, start uh, subscribing to his blogs. He is just an extraordinary blogger with fascinating tips every single day. So go to www.successcommonsense.com. SuccessCommonSense.com. That's correct. And again, the name of this book that we're talking about today is Straight Talk for Success. It's common sense ideas that won't let you down. But the blog is just amazing. I mean, I love it, Bud, just how you, every day, I don't know how you come up with something all the time. But I'm so glad you finally were on the show, and I hope that you'll come back again soon because we only touched, we didn't touch anything. Well, we never got to communication or interpersonal confidence. We can talk about that for days. I, exactly. So there's, there's more tips. Self-confidence, personal impact, outstanding performer, dynamic communicator, and interpersonal competent again Bud Belanich and he named a star you go look at his star in the heavens tonight and get his book Straight Talk for Success but thanks for being on Star Style be the star you are and you are a star I am so glad that you are in my galaxy and really appreciate you being my, my friend and colleague and contributing so much to be the star you are well if I'm a star you're a supernova <laughs> Thank you, bud. Well, you've been listening to Cynthia Bryan on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We hope that you've enjoyed the show. Please visit the website for the charity, org. Consider making a donation, keeping us on the air, and making a difference in the lives of people. Until we celebrate next week, go out in the world, make it a great one. I'm Cynthia Bryan. You be the star you are. You are.